0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross dot Fightful.com. Here are the name you know. Uh, take two, we've had some tech issues, but I've watched this guy across Ring of Honor, Impact, TNA, New Japan, so many places. Now i got a fly buzzing around my head, because why not? We got Alex Shelley here, who's now going to be in MLW, doing the Opera Cup, a stacked roster uh, for this tournament. Starts off the first weekend in Philly, or first weekend of October in Philly, culminates the first weekend of November in Philly. Alex, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well, man. Better than you, maybe.
0: A comedy of errors. I spent 13 hours at an airport yesterday, so I, I'm just good to oh. go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got this fly buzzing around my head. What the heck? What are we doing here? But uh, as I mentioned, MLW, is this your first time ever working MLW?
1: Yeah, it is. And, you know, I've been a fan of MLW since, oh, shit, uh, 2002, 2003. Yeah. Like, when I was starting out, MLW and its first incarnation was just so cool because it was so different at the time.
0: And how, how does that deal come together? Like, does somebody – who specifically reaches out to you and says, hey, let's make this work?
1: Uh, MLW front office reached out probably a while ago, uh, maybe – maybe almost two years ago, nice. and it just never really matched up time-wise, but now it seems like a pretty good fit.
0: And the people that are set for this show, like, there's a lot of people that, quite frankly, like, get th- there's comparisons drawn to you. Lee Moriarty, when I first saw him work, I was like, there's a lot of Alex Shelley in him. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably no shocker, when I talk to Lee Moriarty, he's like, oh, Alex Shelley is responsible for me getting a lot of looks by a lot of people. Uh, when you see this type of roster, you're facing TJP, for example, and you see what they can do, does that that get you excited at this point? You've worked with a who's who, and you are a who's who at this point.
1: Uh, yeah, and I think what really kind of gets me most interested in the tournament itself is the fact that really truly um you know there's a couple of aberrants but most of these guys are excellent technical wrestlers yes. and i feel that's something that's kind of coming full circle right now we're kind of seeing a revitalization of it amongst all the companies so for me to be able to test myself against a lot of these guys in singles competition a lot of them even though i've crossed paths with them i've never wrestled them one-on-one is very exciting
0: and i mean like like i mentioned tjp he's like, the level of work that we see him doing now compared to when he started in TNA years ago. Like, it's just, it's through the roof. And I remember the first time that I saw your work in TNA, I was expecting it to be the standard X-Division, high-flying, fast-paced, and you added this this grounded effect to it that I came to adore. It was a contrast that fit because you could still do all that other stuff. And now it's it's commonplace. It wasn't as much then, but now this is a tournament that's full of talent like that. Like Lee Moriarty is capable of doing almost anything physically. When you see, the, the for example, the leaps he's made, what does that mean to you personally as someone who has championed him for a lot longer than other people have?
1: I think we had our first singles match about two years ago. Uh, it'll be two years in November. And I remember seeing him for the first time wrestle Trey Omar at AIW, and I thought, man, he's really good. Both of them are very good. Yeah, That was a guy that I told AIW management that I wanted to wrestle. So that happened shortly thereafter. And he was somebody who, when we wrestled the first time, I was very impressed with him. And afterwards, you leave it in the ring, of course. You're competing against each other, and I won. But he had so many questions. And we probably spent maybe about two hours talking and started to form a bond and from there on out we had two more matches and each match was very different than the last one and it was always an honor for me to have somebody who is already so good ask my opinion on things right like when I coach guys I don't tell them what to do I tell them that I'll give them perspective and we're working together and I think uh, teamwork makes a dream work right but that stated we still have to push each other in the ring so Eventually, after our third match, I knew that he was starting to get some acclaim from our peers when I went to Ring of Honor um, the next day. So I had AIW in Cleveland, drove home that night, then flew out to Ring of Honor to wrestle Mark Haskins in Baltimore. And when I got there to catering, I had probably four, five, maybe six guys. And Silas Young was one. Tracy Williams yeah. was one. Uh, these guys coming up and saying – Hey, who's Lee Moriarty? Hey, who's Lee Moriarty? I said, how do you know who Lee Moriarty is in the first place? Right? Like, of course, we're all fans, but, you know, these are guys who, um, they're very, very good themselves and they're in the ring of honor and double. And they said, oh, I had heard about your matches with him. And That's when I realized, wow, so going toe-to-toe with somebody like that um, helps both of us immensely, right? Because that helps keep me sharp, and that's why I like the Indies. I love independent wrestling in the U.S. because I feel like it truly is the most challenging environment you can possibly be in. I don't think it's easy to explain to people who haven't done it, but imagine just getting to a venue. You've sat in the car for four hours, and you get there an hour and a half before your match. You have to warm up and change and then like mentally prepare for all these things and then still wrestle and win and then drive another three hours and maybe sleep or maybe not and do it again, like for a weekend. Right. And I think that's just so cool. And Lee's done that for years. Like he had the most matches at the collective in Indiana last year. (laughs) I remember thinking like, dude, you're a machine. So kudos to him. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I love seeing him make those leaps. And when yeah. he was like, how Shelley puts in good words for me at Ring of Honor, at Impact, all over the place. I mean, that, that, that says a lot. I mean, obviously your word carries carries weight to it. But uh, as I mentioned, like he's, he's far from the only person in that tournament worth looking out for. There's a guy that you had the privilege of working many times in Bobby Fish, but in the last several years, he's been elsewhere. Like you all haven't, been able to necessarily do that he's back in, in in the tournament there's Calvin Tankman who is completely unlike everybody but is also capable of so many great physical things and then there's Tom lawler were you are you much of an MMA fan? Do you follow MMA or anything like that? This show is sponsored by Better Help If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap
1: No, oh, not at all. I mean, not one iota. I don't care about MMA at all. Uh, however, of course, I have respect for what those guys do. Yeah, And the work they put in is unrivaled, in my opinion. Uh, my closest interaction to MMA is treating people who do mixed martial arts and physical therapy. And yeah. I can honestly say that uh, it's probably the closest thing in terms of – comparisons to pro wrestling in a sense that it's so wildly unpredictable and you really you can't train for it right like this is a sport where it's not a matter of if you get hurt it's when you get hurt and wrestling's much the same that way uh but i did know about tom well before i met him and tom's a beast man he's awesome
0: and he always he had a lot of those pro wrestling inspired like weigh-in entrances and stuff were you a video game fan as a teenager
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I was part of the first generation to really have access to multiple at-home consoles growing up. So I don't think you're going to find anybody in their 30s who wasn't a fan of video games or had them in the house.
0: So while we're on the subject of the Opera Cup, the first time I ever heard of Matt Cross was on the Backyard Wrestling video game. He was M Dog (laughs) 20. Him and Josh Prohibition were just beating the crap out of each other. Uh, I actually interviewed Josh Prohibition about like doing the cover and all that stuff. Like, did you ever play that game? Was that was that your like eye opening to him, or did you come to know him later on?
1: Well, I'll tell you how I first heard about him though.
0: Um, when I was a teenager in high school, I had a couple different jobs,
1: and one of them was working at a record store. So we would get copies of Rolling Stone, mm-hmm. and I remember. We knew what backyard wrestling was, and I dare say that you'd be hard-pressed to find guys who I was close with coming into the business who didn't backyard wrestle in some way, shape, or form, right? Like kids are going to imitate what they see on TV. And I remember I would flip through it on my lunch breaks or – whatever the case was. And I remember seeing Josh and Matt and um, that was the first time I ever saw them. They had an interview in there and I thought, Whoa, like these guys are insane. You know, (laughs) like we were doing in the backyard. I wrestled in like, I don't know, uh, Tierra's and like submission holds. And these guys are just jumping off of really, really tall structures and putting each other through flaming tails. I thought, count me out. And still to this day, count me out. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Oh man! When Josh told me the story about how they had to film that, uh, film that, or make that cover, like he said that they wanted him to go through the table like six or seven times, and he was like, "Guys, it it doesn't feel good. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts." Uh, yeah, man. you do it. Do so it once. Another name in this tournament, Davy Richards. Have you all ever had a singles match? Because I couldn't find one when I looked it up, and I know you all. Of course the Wolves and Motor City Machine Guns ran into each other. I think I feel like it was maybe a decade ago. Maybe a decade ago. And he's back in action. So this this is like a loaded roster full of these 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 just fantastic workers. As good as you are as a worker, perhaps the most entertaining thing I've ever experienced in pro wrestling is paparazzi productions. I've wanted to ask you about paparazzi productions. For over for like over twelve or thirteen years, like I thought that was the funniest stuff I've ever seen in pro wrestling. Like you guys catching Eric Young uh, at at like a store, like in spying on Sting, and just all the integration there. Can you please tell me how that came about? How the creative process for paparazzi uh, productions and the paparazzi championship series happened? Because That was magical stuff.
1: So there were basically like two elements to it, right? So there was me doing stuff on my own. Then there was me with Kevin. The stuff with me on my own was them saying, here, you're going to do this. And then me doing whatever I wanted. Yes. So I could say anything I wanted. And for the most part, I would just try and entertain myself or entertain other people who were around. Yeah. Apparently mission accomplished, right? Because like people still talk about that. The stuff with Kevin, uh, originally when they paired us up together, they wanted like a very distinct differential between here's a veteran, here's a young guy. Yes. And I don't think they counted on both of us having the same sense of humor. And I don't know why they didn't approach it this way, but we're both from Detroit, right? Like we had very similar stories growing up and you know we grew up in a very um, similar socioeconomic environment so yeah we were raised kind of in the same area and of course you know in the u.s you have your different regions we're one country but of course we have our different regions and there's cultural difference amongst them so we would the first time we worked together just make jokes to make each other laugh and i don't know that anybody else really found them all that funny half the time but we did <laughs> and more so guys laughing at their own shit uh Apparently, eventually, enough people found it entertaining to where they started filming more and more of it. But the PCS specifically was Kevin's idea, because he wanted to do a takeoff of the BCS. I was like, oh, that's great. (laughs) Everything that you saw there, outside of Kevin and I coming up with the events themselves, everything was ad lib. Nothing was scripted. Like, nothing was, here's the script, read this, do that. Everything was on the spot. That's it. That's all there is to it. And typically, if you can entertain yourself, you can entertain other people, too. And I think that is the perfect example of that in pro wrestling, because so much of pro wrestling is designed to be funny. And there's nothing worse than, like, jokes that aren't funny, right? Like, nobody likes that shit or has time for it, really. But true comedy is the stuff that I think people have fun doing, right? You look at these guys who they're actors or they're entertainers and they enjoy what they're doing. And that translates really well.
0: And that this, pro wrestling is no different. Well, that translated really, really well. There were so many like little, like him always accusing Sanjay of being on steroids. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Sanjay and, looked great. and, and Jay lethal, like him being like, why are you doing this to me? And Kevin goes, well, it's because you're black. And I'm like, right. Oh my God. Like there, there are these like little things that, that just lands so like so well from from him, especially because I think a lot of part of the humor was a lot of people had this perception because of like the vanilla midgets comment that he's like, he wouldn't want to work with X division guys.
1: Well, I can't say that anything was further from the truth. I mean, when you consider the term vanilla midget, it doesn't matter if you're a vanilla midget or a vanilla yes. giant. You're vanilla, you're vanilla, right? Like yes. midget isn't necessarily the knock, vanilla is. So, you know, I'm 5'9" i 10 on a good day, like before I'm hunched over at a computer all day. Um, but I, I would consider myself anything but vanilla. And I think that was something that had been spread around. Perhaps for those guys or whoever coined the term, that was true. But everybody's experience is their own. And I can tell you that for a fact, uh, for years, he went out of his way to help everybody that he worked with. And he did things that you would never even hear about. You know, he was, guys weren't making a ton of money, right? He was paying for hotel rooms or buying them food, buying them beer. I mean, mm-hmm. just cool shit. I
0: mean, were I mean, you I mean, in the ring with him? Or I think you were around the ring when he did the, the arm drag. Were you there for that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe. My gosh. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, yeah. It was. It was you and Kevin Nash against, I think it was Jay Lethal and Sabin. And the first he locked up and he immediately did an arm drag (laughs) (laughs) and strutted around the ring. That was like, it's for anybody else. It's like, who cares? Who cares? But it's Kevin Nash doing it. And I think one of my favorite segments there was the training segment where you're teaching him to be an X division wrestler. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, I've been working on something that like into my pool with like two or three flips I think the most underrated line is you calling somebody Samoan Joe.
1: Oh yeah, it was Samoan Joe and Super Blue Cross Number Seven or some bullshit did, like did that. Did
0: Samoa Joe ever say anything to you about it? No, that
1: wasn't Samoa Joe. That was Samoan Joe. <laughs> You're confusing them. <laughs> they're different. Oh,
0: uh, obviously. Uh, I wonder if they're related. <laughs> they got the same last name. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I wonder if WWE. They signed Simoleon Joe on accident. Oh, my
0: gosh. That's who they brought back. And they're like, well, we've already re-signed him. We've already re-signed him. Oh, man. I I hope that I get to ask you more about that in the future, but I don't want to make this all about paparazzi productions, though I could all day, because I think that's the most entertaining stuff in uh, TNA history. you got to start selling those iSpy shirts. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, I saw Kevin... um,
1: not that long ago, it, it was at an AIW show. They brought him in for an autograph session. I wrestled Eric Stevens, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't get to talk to him much before my match. But afterwards, he goes, "Do you wrestle like that all the time?" Still, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, man," <laughs> uh, which was a huge compliment, right? But we yeah. talked for a while. Like, Dude, we got to do a video together or something. Like, yes. we got to meet up on a weekend that you're free and just do a special where we talk about all this. Like, pull back the curtain. I was like, "Oh yeah, that would be good." It's like we should do another PCS too. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be cool.
0: with with uh, the, yeah. the what is it now? Maybe I'll get
1: you. Well, we'll have everybody in the opera cup.
0: That would be awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I think there's a whole group of people like today that that have these vivid personalities. Like Dan Housen's running around out there. Him like in in a paparazzi championship series skit would be hilarious. Like there's there's so many entertaining guys out there.
1: I want people who are more socially awkward. I mean, I guess he's socially
0: awkward. He is very socially awkward. I want the weirdo. He is. Uh, so yeah. we've mentioned MLW. You haven't been in Impact lately. How's your relationship like with them?
1: It's fine. I just don't work for them. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, I wasn't able to uh, main event one of their pay-per-views, of course. And uh, that was when COVID numbers spiked. Yes. And due to my occupation outside wrestling, uh, my company had restricted travel with new mandates and vaccines and so on and so forth. And to be honest with you, I wasn't going to be uh, wrestling for impact much longer. We had not agreed to that. Let's put it that way. Not that I have anything against them. Yeah. at all. I was so happy to come back and I was so thrilled with my time there and to wrestle the North. I think the North are just oh, so incredible. Good. Josh Alexander, um, and page bolt and to help save and kind of come back and ease in after an ACL repair. Uh, but at the same time, they've just got so many guys on their roster. And for me, scheduling wise, actually, it works out quite a bit better to wrestle on the weekends currently, uh, because I do have a career outside wrestling, but, um, I can definitely say I have nothing uh, but praise for impact and, in it's current incarnation. Um, they, they do everything well. Uh, scott demore handles things amazingly um i really really love being there and i I would love to go back at some point i really would but um you know i've only got so much time right like that's it so many hours in a day
0: and you you did a couple of uh nxt spots a couple years ago how was that and did were there any talks to do anything further there
1: i loved it um you know, I'd rather not discuss whether or not we're sure. going to go forward with this, because it, it just doesn't really matter, I suppose, like in the long run, right? Like, I I really liked it. I mean, I loved it. They treated their athletes so well, right? Like, they treat their wrestlers like pro athletes. And I've never seen anything like it. And I've been in wrestling almost 20 years, which is crazy to say. But um, the amount of care they put into this is just paramount. Like, they really, really try to take care of these people's health. And that's something that I had never been witness to. And I hope that's a change going forward. And I love teaming with Kushida. I love the time footage right. with all my heart. Um, I think things might've been different though, had the pandemic not happened. Uh, for me personally, I really had to take a good hard look at whether or not I wanted to go full bore into wrestling or keep my medical career and I couldn't do both. I just couldn't. Um, at the same time, anything that was entertainment related, uh, economically speaking, took a huge hit and sure. is still recovering. and financially and just mentally. I thought, you know what? Um, uh, if you're not sure of something, one of the best things you can do is do nothing at all. Just kind of sit on it sure. for a little while. So I just kind of waited and, in doing so, of course, the opportunity for impact came back, right? Uh, to work with Sabin. so I got to reform the machine guns, and I was so happy I did that.
0: But yeah, everything's
1: up in the air now. I mean, I I had nothing but good things to say about NXT or Impact, both amazing.
0: Well, now we're gonna see you at MLW, and it's not just these these great talents that are in the Opera Cup. Like you've got Myron yeah. Reed who has emerged so much. They got Tajiri popping up at a show. Uh, I think he's yeah. I think he's actually working Myron Reed. And then they got Fatu and Hammerstone, which I think they've built amazingly. Two champions who win all the time facing each other, and you find out which one's better. I think that's the, the most basic elementary, let me watch that type of thing out there. Who are you looking at in this company? And you're like, well, they might not be in this tournament, but I, I want to get in the ring with them that you haven't.
1: Um, you know, Hammerstone's a guy I'm I, a huge fan of. Uh, I think he works really, really. Byron's actually somebody I really would like to see. And part of that is because uh, I've trained so much with Trey Miguel. Yeah. And Trey and Myron are two peas in a pod, right? Um, but there's a handful of guys. A lot of them are in the Opera um, Jerry would be dope. I mean, Jerry's cool as shit. Right? Yeah. Like, everybody a Jerry fan at some point or another. And I've actually met him multiple times, too, but never been in the ring with him. Um, But, yeah, they've got a lot of really, really cool talent. And I think the cool thing that they have, too, is an open-door policy. So they have people coming in and out uh, for special appearances as well. And that's appealing, too. For me, I I get most excited about technical wrestling these days. And um, that's not to say they have to be a technical wizard or anything like that. Like, I don't think anybody would consider Myron Reed that, for example. He's ultra-talented in other ways. But I really like wrestling. Like, younger guys who are going to push me. To know that I can still keep up yeah. if not eat them up. Uh one of the greatest compliments I got was after I wrestled Trey Lamar, who's like a younger guy, right? He said it was like wrestling Wolverine. It's like, dude, he just keeps coming. <laughs> I was like, oh man, can I get that writing? Um, or maybe like a sweet tattoo on my back, low back, right?
0: Yeah, I, I love
1: Go back. You didn't catch that one, dude. Oh no,
0: gosh. Yeah, that'd be a poor one. Oh man. Well, that's one of the things I love about the roster. Like, one week you might be against these Opera Cup guys, and then it's like, well, next week you might face Savio Vega or L.A. Park. And
1: Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they've just got so many guys who are just so eclectic. But that's what drew me to MLW 20 years ago, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching... Sabu versus LaParka or the Faris connection versus Chris Daniels and the Maxmos. Like those matches were like, Whoa, man. Like I never thought these guys would wrestle.
0: That that's one of the things I like about MLW too. Like they, they've got like almost everybody in their video library somewhere. (laughs) Like somebody, (laughs) like so many people have come through MLW at some point, even in the old iteration, uh, back in the early 2000s, like you had mentioned, So uh, I'm really excited to see you joining the fold there. Of course, guys, make sure you check out those tapings, uh, MLW Fightland, the first weekend of October. And then the Opera Cup, uh, I think, finishes up the first weekend of November. Alex Shelley, I want to thank you so much. This is an interview I've been after for a very long time, and hopefully we get to speak again because there's so much I want to bend your ear about.
1: Oh, cool, man. I hope I lived up to your expectations.
0: Of course, of course you did, except for the lower back Uh, joke. I mean, that's the only one. Yeah,
1: sorry to catch
0: that. That's the only one. Guys, check it out, MLW. uh, They are on uh, a wealth of platforms. It is very easy to watch their show. And let me tell you, beyond an easy watch, it is a must-watch every week. Check out Fusion. (whistles) Until next time, guys, we're out.